Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, it's Elizabeth Stevenson. And Sarah Hink. We're the partners and podcasters at New Direction Family Law. And we're going to talk about money. Yes, initial money. <laughs> initial so money. Call yeah. us and Jen's going to help us with this one. You need to talk to an attorney. You call up an attorney's office and we want to set you up with an initial consultation. We'll talk about what that is and then also why that initial consultation costs money. Yeah, and just why. And Jen's very knowledgeable <laughs> on that. Jen runs the intake process for the firm and set that all up, which is a really great process for people who call in. I think other people will call firms and they won't get answers. They won't get replies. And Jen's built the system to make sure that we are responsive to you. And you can find out if you call our firm, you know, what that consultation is, what it covers, the price, et cetera. Or you can just listen to this episode because we'll have lots of information for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah. To your point, we get people all the time say, hey, d thanks for answering the phone, first of all. Or if it's an online lead, thanks for getting back to me so quickly, which is great for us. That's the standard of care that people are used to or sure, yeah. uh, But it's also sad because when people are going through these situations, all the uncertainty is killing you and you want answers and you want to be able to move forward and start figuring out what you can do. But yeah, starting off with, these are just some frequently asked questions we get surrounding initial consultations, fees, legal fees moving forward, all that good stuff. So I'm um, starting off with, why do I have to pay for an initial consultation? I think- Can I back up? Yeah. Wait, can you explain what initial consultation is? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. <laughs> So the initial consultation is the reserved time and confidential time for you to sit down with the attorney for them to listen to what's going on, the specifics to your situation, because it is not like your neighbors or your cousins or your friends that also went through a divorce or had a custody dispute. And that's the time for the attorney to get a snapshot of what's going on, answer your questions, advise you of your legal rights and options. I say this a few times a day. Can you <laughs> <laughs> and help you develop that plan for moving forward. It is very educational. There is no pressure by the attorney to say, you have to do this, you must do this kind of thing. It's to equip you with more tools in your tool bag to make the best decision for you and your family moving forward. Yeah. I think one distinction with us, a lot of firms are going to having those sorts of first meetings with people who are not attorneys. Yes. And I think it's really, and we, Sarah and I, we made a conscious decision a long time ago not to do that because you're coming to us and asking us questions that can affect your life forever. And we want to make sure that the person you're talking to is trained, has a law degree and a license to answer your questions. Yeah. It's not a, we're not there to sell you on anything. We're there to give you information. We want to make sure the state bar seems to think it's okay. I don't know. I We just aren't going to do it. You yeah. Know? I mean, if they say, <laughs> they've said it's okay, but we're, but it's just, it's, yeah. I just don't think it's good care. Of I don't people. think it's good care. And you shouldn't take advice from anyone that's not an attorney about your legal matters. And I would have personal problem with someone acting as me saying something that might not be my advice to that person. Correct. Too. There's just that standard that we all have at our firm, at least as attorneys, to making sure that you get the proper legal advice that you should. So now, if you come to an initial consultation, you're going to sit down with an attorney. Yeah. And you're, and you're going to be listened to. You're not going to be talked at. Yeah. Obviously, you guys talk to someone, but you got to listen first to understand what's going on. And I think... Sometimes people, they see the James Scott Farron's of the world commercials and just assume that the attorneys don't get paid if you don't win. And family law is just a whole other animal. We can't yeah. operate that way. No, <laughs> there's okay. actually a rule. We can we literally we cannot, cannot do that. Do that. Yeah. And it's not going to be you coming to us and telling us all the facts and us being like, nope, not taking your case. Or yes, we'll take your case. You know, there's a lot more back and forth. Right. And yeah. I think it's really important that you do have that time with us. So 
take that time to tell us all the facts of the case because mm-hmm. there are lots of cases where three weeks down the road, I find out something that was pretty obvious that was really yeah. important that you didn't tell me. We can't read your mind. You don't ha- then there's no bias there. There is no prejudgment when you walk in this room. We are just literally there to hear your story. And we can lead you along and tell you the areas that we want. But truly, it's your time to say what you need to say. And it's information gathering. Mm-hmm. Come to us and they aren't sure if they're going to separate yet. Right. Which is, is a smart thing to, to do, do, quite honestly, because... That could be something that's making you stay in a relationship. Can I financially afford right. that? What do the finances look like? Is custody going to be a problem? You know, I read this on the internet. Is mm-hmm. this true? And I'm having anxiety about it. Come talk to one of us to get your questions answered about what the legal process looks like. And then you can focus on the emotional side and whether or not you want to stay in that relationship. But that's really what an initial consultation boils down to is information gathering. I think I hope that's what we would like people to understand when you come to us. We're going to answer your questions, but... We can only answer your questions by what you provide yeah. for us. Yeah, and it's like a doctor. You go to the doctor and you're saying, I have this growth on me and this is the symptoms. I'm having, having this growth good. and you have to explain what this process is and you're paying the doctor to be like, okay, that looks normal or we'll take a biopsy of it or you have to have your arm chopped yeah. off. Like, <laughs> You're not going to know until you go. Exactly. Yeah. And you wouldn't want a nurse doing that. Nurses are amazing, love right. nurses, but they didn't go through the same training and schooling, just right. compared legal and legal assistants compared yeah. to attorneys. They're right. not the one chopping your arm off. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> A lot of people, like Sarah says, they come in, they're just fact-finding and they may not sign. We'll tell them, we'll get into how we figure out what the initial retainer is, but a lot of times they don't hire us that day. You may hear back from them three months from now. Yeah. A year. I've had yeah. years ago. I'm like, oh, well, I don't remember you. I'm so sorry. Right. But we have notes. Then hopefully yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be refreshing. Yeah. It's always different. Some people come in and it's an emer- they'll call on the phone. Hey, i got an emergency custody tomorrow or DV. So sometimes they are an emergency. Right. A lot of times they're not. And I will say as part of that intake process, even though we cannot, obviously, as we've mentioned, provide legal advice or tell you what you can or can or should not do or these are your options with your case, part of our intake process is we do have those qualifying questions to ensure that it's a yeah. family law matter. Right. Uh, it's in a county that we practice in and, you know, that it, it's not some outlier thing that maybe a, a different firm or something would be better suited for instance, like birth adoptions. Like we don't really do those, but we do have to try to put people in contact with another re- an alternative resource right. if we cannot, if, them, them. if it's not right. family law or what the yeah. case, whatever the case may be. So that intake process is really trying to dive a little bit deeper to make sure that it is something that we assist. So that, that question mark's kind of already gone. It's more, okay, let's get you in to find out what you can do and what you're looking at, what your options are. All of that to say, that's why you've got to pay for an initial consultation. (laughs) Yes. And I think I just mentioned a lot of people, they'll come to the initial consultation, but don't hire us, but they still have to pay. They still get a benefit. Yeah. From coming to you talk got to legal us. advice. Right. Yeah. Right. I think people are like, sometimes they'll give some pushback of what if I pay for this consultation and then I walk away and I don't feel like you're a good fit. And you still talk to the attorney <laughs> and have their experience and their knowledge to advise you, which only an attorney can do. So it's not a waste of money. It's just that it is. You don't go see a doctor or a dentist or a mental health provider or anything for free either. It right. might not be right. a good fit either. Yeah. <laughs> and fair. If you don't like us, go find someone you like. I always tell people yeah, that. I'm I mean, like, you can't, this is an important decision. It is. You have to... And you'll find a lot of attorneys, clients with the same sort of personality gravitate to the personality of an attorney that's like theirs a lot yeah, of time. But I don't I think everyone likes me. Yeah, <laughs> so, But I don't know what it's really like. <laughs> I tell them that they have the opportunity to speak to other attorneys if they like. No pressure. Oh, no, I say that. Sometimes, yeah, and sometimes you can tell that it's just not a good, I think we have the opportunity, too, to see if it's a good fit. 
And that for just us shows too. that we're honest. I, you know, you're you're going to hear that from. We're not going to convince you to sign on. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of the consultation. Is it's really to provide you legal advice and let you know your options. And your options are always to go to different consultations and meet other attorneys Absolutely. and figure out who's going to be best for you. And a lot of times, it's like you go back to custody is the easiest, one of the easier things. Coming in saying, I want primary custody. I only want him to have every other weekend. And sometimes that's appropriate under a certain set of facts. But when you tell me your story and those are not the certain set of facts, I'm not going to tell you, yes, we will get you that. Because we won't, more than likely. And so you may not like what I have to say, but that's the truth. It's the reality yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, and stay away from an attorney that is going to guarantee that they'll get something for you. Yeah, because... if an attorney guarantees you something, I would say don't believe that. Don't believe that. <laughs> there's anything personal against them, but yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, and it's not a good sign. Just from what I hear and the note that the notes that I see you guys take, I mean, we don't just say it's a comprehensive consultation just for fluff and feathers on the website. Like it is extremely comprehensive, and that's why I always invite people when they say there's something else I need to do to prepare for the consultation. And unless there's any pre-existing like separation agreement, court mm-hmm. documents, or whatever, I always say I invite you to write down questions you currently have because when you get into that consultation. The attorney's going to be asking you more questions. You're going to have more questions. And we want yeah. to make sure that we get all of right. those, whether they right. actually do or not. Who knows? I but. always feel good because it seems like at the end of the consultation, they'll look at their questions that they prepared. Uh, and they're like, oh, you've already answered, answered all of them. them. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, so then, so no, it's not a waste of your money um, no. if you choose not to move forward. And we've also had instances where folks have come in for a consultation. They've chosen to work with a different firm, whatever, to each their own. I mean, it's your bad choice is fine. Um, but then they'll come back and they'll say, I worked with this attorney for whatever, and they were the cheapest attorney in town. Or Yeah, and know. then we got to fix their mess. Yep. I can't fix their mess sometimes. <laughs> it all, what's up rule? You always get what you pay for. Yeah, yep. that's always very yeah. frustrating. And it does happen more than you would think or more than you would like. What's up? They, did you do a consultation with them and they hire someone but- and then they come and hire you later and they're like, oh, actually I didn't like the person. I thought I did. I should have come to you first. Right. Maybe it was because we did quote them higher. I don't know. Right. But it matters to have an attorney that is well-prepared, like we've talked about, yeah. and knows their stuff, right. Right, honestly, because it's tough to come back from things that weren't filed correctly. Well, it's going to cost you more money, yeah, too, it's gonna cost because you more now money. we now we got to get back up to speed and clean up, perhaps clean up somebody else's mess. But if they've been with them, but discovery's been done, we have to do that. We have to go look at it all again anyway. So. Yeah, choose wisely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Choose wisely. I know we have this disclaimer on our initial consultation form and on the website, but if I do a consultation with you, does that mean that you're now my attorney? No. <laughs> no Why? Never. One, they haven't signed a fee agreement. They have not paid an initial retainer. They're coming to us with advice. It's privileged. Can't tell anybody what you talk to me about. But it doesn't mean I represent you in court or right. can answer questions from another party or an opposing counsel or something like right. that. Right, sign a contract for that. that. Yeah, it does conflict us out from being able to do a consultation with the opposing party in a case. Correct. But it doesn't mean that we're your attorney. I'm using air quotes like you guys can see me. <laughs> your attorney of record. We're not going to just show up to court the next day for you when yeah. you haven't done. And that's just for those listening that may be interested in scheduling a consultation or anything at some point, if you've got a hearing coming up, call to schedule a consultation as soon as possible. I had a lady call today with a case out in Durham for Thursday morning for temporary custody. And this has been going on for three years. And I was just like, 
And so in what world was it okay? Did you think it was no, like, like, and an attorney that takes your case that close to the hearing date isn't going to be prepared. Either. I think that's malpractice to do something. So you're going to waste your money on someone that's not going to know your case. They're not going to be prepared or they have no other clients, in which case that's also a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and in that circumstance, go ask the court for a continuance again and, sounds, and then get an attorney as soon as possible. And the court's not going to keep granting those continuances mm -hmm. either. But a lot of times people go, to, they'll come see us for a temp hearing. No, I'll just do it myself. And then they go to the temp hearing and it doesn't go very well. And then they come back. Just kidding. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. And this particular person also said, what if we can we just get in for a consultation to get advice about the hearing? And I was like, one, no, we don't have availability in the next three days, two days, whatever. And I was like, but also that's really not going to be beneficial for you because the attorney has a very limited scope of what's right. going on in that consultation. So they're not going to be able to advise you to the best of your ability or to the best of their ability. So the sooner the better. Get your life <laughs> yes. together. Right? Like maybe you shouldn't have custody. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so consultation does not equal attorney. Oh, we get this one. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago too. If I found an online template that is much cheaper, why should, why should I pay an attorney to do a, an agreement for me instead? You see me hitting my head <laughs> yeah. on the wall. Nightmare. I, mean, I, can't I can't even know where to start. Flabbergasted, <laughs> so frustrated. I, just, I don't know where to start. It's one I want, I can't wrap my head around why someone would pull something off the internet that deals with the most important thing in their whole life, their children, their money, yeah. their support, and not think about it, not think that's a good idea. How could they think that's a good idea? It's not a good idea, and you know, it, it, it might not be valid and you can't enforce it, but the worst time I mean, is when it, it is, is valid, valid and you made a horrible decision or it didn't cover the scope of everything. Or I have cases where it didn't cover language of getting off the mortgage. And so 10 years after you're divorced, you're still stuck on a mortgage that your ex is living in the house with and you have no remedy. And I think what people don't understand, just, let's just go to court and change it. No. Court cannot change the terms of your contract. No, that they can't. can't. It's awful, and you can spend a lot of money trying to fix it and still fail. And sometimes it does turn out pretty well. I had one turn out pretty well when they called something a stipend, and the person who wrote it up was thinking, oh, that's like spousal support. And a judge just <laughs> came down with the ruling that says, no, this is spousal support because it, it was a prenup, so it can't be. So you have to pay her $3,000 in perpetuity. Good, good for one person, bad for another. It's really. so one in a million. It turned out okay. But other than that, please don't do that, folks. It only please turned out okay that. for one person. One person out, out of 20,000. So, yeah. no, the, yeah. the track record is not good. That's sure. what I think people need to understand, too, is that whenever you guys are drafting these documents, it's not some template you're just plugging somebody's name into. I mean, they're no. specific to every single person's situation. And that's, in, in my mind, just from a non-attorney and doing these online templates, that's literally what you're doing is just plugging things in. You're not, even if they try to say it's specific to North Carolina, they're just, the most common things you guys say is it depends. Very small things can make big differences. I've seen them and they're not specific to North Carolina. And I'm like, this doesn't even exist here. And people don't understand like words and legal they, are terms of art. They mean, some, they mean something different than they do in the regular real world. Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, just don't. That's the best we can do. Right, we move yeah. on from that. Hard now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all we need to say. Just now. Okay. We are all very used to how legal fees work because that's what we do. But maybe the general person has not worked with a retainer, an, an attorney before, doesn't really understand how legal fees work, what a retainer is, how an attorney bills for their time, so to speak. So can you guys talk about that? Sure, I equate. We do an initial retainer, which is you come in, 
do the initial consultation. You tell us about our, your case, and we figure out what issues you have. So if you have all property, custody, child support, that kind of thing, and we hear the complexity of it, and in our in our experience, okay, initial retainer, $10,000. That doesn't mean that's what your case is going to cost, but it gets us started. And then I explain it that it goes into a separate bank account, into our trust account, and that's your own bank account. And so every month we bill. So I we bill on an hourly rate. So if we bill... 10 hours, that's $4,000, let's say, then that's $4,000 we take out of your 10. So you have $6,000 left of that. And as that gets down closer and closer, we ask you to replenish that to get it back up to the 10. Yeah, and not everyone's case is going to have the same retainer. Correct. It's, and we take the opportunity to learn more about you, about mm-hmm. your spouse, and really gauge, is this a case where we can settle in our minds with our experience, mm-hmm. settle quickly, and it seems like you're relatively amicable, or do you hate each other and I can tell so quickly that you hate each other and this is going to be a disaster. That's it. So and so is on the other side as the opposing counsel. Yeah, we take all these things into consideration. We don't want to set you up for failure and say that, oh yeah, it's only going to be $3,000 to get started and then halfway through the month that's gone and you need to have a realistic picture of what it might cost. Doesn't mean that it's going to cost that much and if it doesn't, if you're able to settle and you still have funds in your retainer, it goes back to you. And if it blows up and things get crazier than we anticipated and it goes over, then you have to replenish it. And that's just, it's, we can't predict it. We can't predict what the other side will do. Correct. And a lot of times you can't even, because I tell them, I was like, yeah, you're divorcing for a reason. You're fighting. (laughs) You can't communicate. Like nothing's going to get better from this point. Like it might get worse. And people also will tell me, wow, I never thought he or she had it in them to behave like this. Right. This is some little advice I read recently in dating and marriage. And they said, before you get married to someone, think about if this is a person you would want to divorce. Not like you would be sad, but like, how would that look? Would they be a total dick in the divorce process? Maybe don't marry them. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. I thought it was great advice. Yeah, it was great advice. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all I got for that. I don't remember <laughs> what we're talking about. That's good advice. Yeah. But then we're also bound by like, Every county has local rules about what people are supposed to disclose. So even if it's a one-hour child support hearing, let's say somebody's self-employed, then there's a lot of documents to gather and a lot of documents to look at. So you may say, well, it's only an hour hearing. Why is it, I don't know, I'm picking a number. Why is it $5,000? Here's why. Because one, you want us to be prepared. You could find somebody that can walk into court, never looking at them, and charge you a thousand dollars, but you're not going to get the results that you want. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I've seen on that. The other side. <laughs> I'm like, this is a great day for me. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing about considering whether you want to go to court or not, because it gets exponentially more expensive. Yeah, to do that. Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. And then you guys, the legal teams bill off of an hourly rate, which I think sometimes is hard for people to grasp like the measurement of that. So can you 
discuss those increments. Oh, you're talking about math now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like it's a tenth of an hour, hour based on the hourly rate. An attorney with more experience will have a higher hourly rate than attorneys that have less experience. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a different outcome on your case. If you right. choose someone with more experience, it kind of depends on the complexity of your case. And then paralegals will bill less than the attorney and so on. And we do. We, we do have your own team, but I know people get sick of me in the Slack channel and walking down the hall. Hey, I got this question. Can y'all help? What would you do? So it's not just us that's doing your case, really. And we oh, got yeah. seven attorneys in there that got a big brain. Super beneficial to yeah. you. I tell my clients that all the time. Absolutely. Because I think any attorney, we're not going to know everything. Or we're not going to think we know everything. So we might even be right in what we're thinking, but you still oh, want right. to bounce it off another right. attorney and be like, right. I'm not crazy for thinking this. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah, you are. But yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which just speaks to the fact that I think it's now it's like over 50 years of combined experience that we have in the firm with the family law attorneys. And so going back to when you think, oh, this is going to be amicable, it's fine. Okay. And so many times and in, in all of that experience you guys have together, that ends up not being the case, even if it starts out that way right. or oh, whatnot. Yeah. So listen to the attorneys, people. <laughs> exactly. And then in addition to that, just like nuances, you do receive invoices every month to see what work's been done by who, for how long, what you have left in your retainer. And then the benefit, because I, I don't see all too often in family law, and you guys, please correct me if I'm wrong, that flat fees are really existent. Some people do them, but uh, things blow up in family law too quickly. Yeah, and a lot of times, sometimes those flat fees are a lot higher than the work would, that would be required, and you don't get that money back. Right. Yeah, that's a big difference between, for those listening, between a flat fee and a retainer is that the retainer is like your bank account, and as it's depleted, then you get you replenish. Or if everything wraps up with your case and you've got a nice little bow tied on it, then if there's funds remaining in that retainer, then that's returned to you in a flat fee. That's it. You pay that money, it's gone. Yeah, and that— Correct. You, know, you just settle tomorrow, and you're still not going to get your— And you got to be careful because you're, that attorney might not put a lot of work into your case. That's right. And you won't know because you're not going to— got to get a bill to see what they did. Yeah, you just know that you paid $5,000 for a temporary hearing, and yeah, they showed up, but did, they did they prepared? Prepare. Right. Yeah, I actually had a, a potential client reach out and uh, it was an emergency situation. I was trying to work with him and get him squared away, but he had actually had a consultation to retain somebody like right before he called us. And so then he was like, can I get out of that? And I was like, I don't know, dude, you got to look at the fee agreement that you signed. And I was like, because if it's a flat fee, I was like, as much as I would love for us to be able to help you, you also might want to use the funds that you're not going to get back. Yeah. They can still get them back. if they if they if You have to go talk to the bar, yeah. state bar and do legal whatever it's called. I don't, can't remember. Legal fee dispute. dispute. Dispute, yeah. So there's avenues for people out there if they don't think that the flat fee they paid was earned. I don't know. Yeah, it's a personal choice. We just don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so why can't someone be quoted a retainer before their consultation? An attorney needs to do that, first of all. Yeah, so why can't Kellen, who's our client relations specialist, why can't she or I quote retainers? You're not an attorney. You're not an yeah. attorney, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And you don't, they could tell you every fact of the case, but you wouldn't, Y'all don't know what legal theory to attach to exactly, or what cases have come down or the statutes or anything or how complicated it might be. Yeah. And even like on a five minute phone call, you might not get all the details. I wouldn't be able to put one on a five minute phone call probably. No, there's so many times that people, they tell us stuff and we put our little notes in there for the event and then you guys get into the consultation and there's all these other things (laughs) that pop up and we're not equipped or trained or or licensed. Right. To be able to address yeah. that, the point. So you don't want us <laughs> doing that. Also, you're going to be a whole lot more pissed if we were like, "Oh, it'd probably be like twenty five hundred, and you can come in and say, oh, it's fifteen thousand dollar retainer." It's like calling your doctor's office and the reception answers. How, much, how much is this procedure going to be? They can't. Quote you no, they'd be like, "Yeah, might be cancer." <laughs> might I, don't be. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Fifty thousand. Get rid of your cancer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. All right. And again, some of these really play off of each other, but so many times people comment, call in and say, yeah, well, my sister went through a divorce a couple of years ago and her retainer wasn't that. Why is mine that much or why is my retainer so different? And again, just the same things we've said. Your situation, first of all, is not the same as that person. A lot of different things can, a lot of different variables can affect that initial retainer. So that one probably already been covered there, but oh, Google JD. Those are fun calls too. <laughs> Google said this, so my case should be straightforward, right? <laughs> Did you guys? Yeah, you print that after you printed that form off and signed it. Yes, no, don't do that. Wrong. Yeah, I had a guy that got very irate with me on the phone because he was like, I Googled and for this custody case, it should be straightforward to do S, Y, and Z. So I don't understand why I have to pay $300 just to come talk to an attorney. It should be so simple. And I'm just like, fine. Is Google going to show up to court with you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everybody is always welcome to go pro se and represent themselves. Yep. I know people come in, they look up the most random stuff. And then for a second, they'll, I'll be like, like really? Is this, did the world change? Did I miss an <laughs> update? What's going on? I'm like, well, you know, you're completely no, lost on the internet. Like, get out of there. Don't be on like Reddit or something. Yeah. Some people, just one day I was in court and then some guy followed me out and said, he didn't want me to represent him in trial. He just wanted me, I don't know what he wanted, but he wanted to do his own trial because he knew it all and knew mm-hmm. what to do. I guess he just wanted me as a sounding board. Yeah, he wanted you to help prepare him for the trial and all that kind of stuff. Nightmare. Yeah, we will not be doing that, sir. Yeah. (laughs) You guys have a bar license that you protect. You worked very hard for. You can protect. Go to law school and do all that work. Yeah, exactly. Which brings up another point of someone calling in and not wanting to pay for a consultation. And obviously, there is a service that you need. And attorneys go to law school and pay all this money to go to law school and pass the bar and get their license and everything. And you you didn't do all that. So you need this professional that is going to be able to advise you. And there is a charge for that. Like, Correct. It boggles my mind. Do you work for free? No. Does anybody want to go to work for free? No, I didn't think so. Oh, again, we covered this. I was just going off of frequent asked questions we get. But does the initial retainer cover the cost of my whole case? It depends. <laughs> that would just be a flat no. <laughs> that wouldn't even cover just your straight divorce. No. That would not. And there are all sorts of hidden fees. And there are costs involved, too. Not just our time. It costs what, $150 to file a complaint? Maybe, maybe right. more. It costs more for a divorce. Every time you file a motion, take a deposition, Subpoenas, service, so notice of hearings. Just, yeah, so it's not just our time, but it's the fees and costs fees. associated with it, too. There are fees just to subpoena records, right? Don't the companies usually? Yeah, so some, some they do, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. per pay. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I guess if you get a refund back, technically, if things wrap up nicely, then you get a refund back. Then, yes, your initial retainer would have covered the cost of your case. But yeah, I always feel real good when cases end and there's like just a marginal dollar <laughs> off from when I initial quoted. I'm like, yes, I got yes, that. Yes, I got that. Nailed one. it. <laughs> and we don't over and we don't pad stuff. I will tell you that. No. We don't. We go. Oh, there's thousand dollars left. We don't do that. No. We want to be transparent. We don't right. want people to have surprises about how legal fees work or what the initial retainer yeah. is or anything like that. To know and be straightforward with it. We're not trying to pull the wool over your like, eyes. No offense. I want your case to be over just as much as you do. By the time <laughs> we're really in it, three years down the road, I'm really, we need to get this done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we, it just, I'm just ready to move on to some more shit. Different yeah. shit. All right. Last one. This actually came up today was, can my ex pay my initial retainer? And I know that you might be super pissed and maybe that your ex is the one who wants the separation. So you feel like <laughs> they should be the one to have, or they're the one that's initiated something in court. So they should have to be the one to pay for your fees. But can the opposing party in a case pay for an initial retainer? If you're still married, right. it's still marital. So it's coming out of your joint jacket. Yeah. But I can't make them pay for it. Yeah, I can't send them a bill and be like, you need to pay this. Correct. 
I mean, if they want to write a them a check or what transfer the- money to them, I'll have a problem with that. Yeah. And that's what we told the person today. Listen, if you guys are agreeing to to split it, but we can't have the opposing party call up here and have their name on Correct. for no, you. Yeah, that's going to be a conflict yeah, there. Yeah, they can you know? Venmo you some money. I don't care if that yeah. happens. Yeah. But what about, <laughs> can you get attorney's fees? In the back, maybe. It's not a given. There's not a whole lot anymore, really. And oh, I've seen some huge awards. No, and but I've seen some no awards. There's no rhyme or reason to it, There's which not. I think is and, the point there. And a lot of times it's, oh, yeah, it's $5,000 and pay that at $100 a month. So you just be ready to pay your own attorney's fees, what I would say. Yeah, don't bank on that. And if you have to, if somebody's loaning you money, like a parent or something, get a note. It doesn't have to be anything fancy or formal, but if they want you to pay it back, then put it in writing that you have to pay it back. Because what you have to show with attorney's fees is that you do not have the ability to stand toe-to-toe with the other person. And so even if you started reading about contempt the other day for my case, even if you lose a contempt, let's say you're in a court for contempt and you lose or you lose any case, you can still be awarded attorney's fees if the court finds you did not have the ability to stand toe-to-toe with that person because you didn't have the money. So you don't necessarily have to win every time either to do that. Yeah, so That's the point of the attorney's fees. Don't yeah. piss off the judge. They're going to give you... Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I try my best to piss judges off for sure. (laughs) That doesn't mean another a family member or a friend can't pay. If your if your ex wants to pay, hell yeah, take that money. Yeah. Another thing is we don't want it to look like income. If a friend is gifting you a couple thousand dollars every few months to keep your attorney's fees afloat, we just want to make sure that people who know that look at the bank statements and that's not a gift for recurring money. That's not should not be counted as income or something. Exactly. So just to make sure you ask those questions to your attorney. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, that's all the questions I have for you today, ladies. Do you have any, anything else you want to add about legal fees? And I don't know why attorneys should get paid. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why. We, sometimes I don't know. Some days I don't know. But we do. And we work really hard. And we do we work do hard. It's really important, I think, and emotionally draining. It is. And since we all care about the outcome of your case, it stresses us out. We're behind the scenes working hard, preparing for your case, losing sleep, thinking mm-hmm. about it. And something that frustrates me a lot is when I have clients that don't seem to care as much as I do about their case. So that's always frustrating. Yeah, and I don't charge them for my time I think about their case in the shower or driving to work or whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So you're getting a discount in some way. You are. Yeah. 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 Fair. Up at night sending myself emails about case strategy for your case. I don't do that with Slack. Three yeah. o'clock. I think Pizzy goes, oh, it's like a three o'clock morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I love you. But that's why I put it in my, started putting my phone on D and D whenever I go to well, That's what I think about stuff. It's three o'clock in the morning. We need to start our own like extra legal fees for our therapy fund or something. Like that. <laughs> but I'll understand. <laughs> Have an in-house therapist. Yeah, yeah my trial lab professor. Because you know you're doing a good job on your case when you start dreaming about it and. That's true. Oh, <laughs> yay. I know. I think sometimes folks have the misconception that attorneys are leaving it or they're always off on Fridays or leaving at noon. And hell no. But you guys are in there busting your <laughs> ass and, and the entire legal team. Yeah. Their brains I mean, never it. stop thinking about it. Yeah. If your attorney's doing a good job for you, it's because they care and they're working hard. That's right. Because you can't do a good job for someone if you leave it all at the door, don't prepare, or don't yeah. think about that. And it's not just us. It's Jen said, it's everybody. It's, a, yeah. it's your paralegals, it's legal assistants, the interns, down to Kellen, the intake specialist, everybody has a part in all that. Yeah, we want to make sure, we always talk about micromanaging that client experience, and we want to make sure, because everyone complaint to the bar, <laughs> is that people can never reach their attorneys. And so we have made sure, as a team, that you know who your point of contact is, right. and that we set an expectation of, hey, 
Sarah's in court the next two days or whatnot, preparing her in trial. And so I'll talk with us as soon as she's available or whatnot. But at least you have your designated paralegal. And learn how to write emails. Like, <laughs> it's a lot easier to get a response to a question, a specific question or two on email than trying to find like me between trials trial and trial prep. Call, whatever, because yeah. we had to triage our situations. And if I have a bunch of clients going to trial, like, I have to put them first right. at the moment, which means I, I'm not going to be reachable at 323 on a, on a Tuesday right. or something. I might be in trial, but send an email or be okay talking to your paralegal. They're right. there for you. I have yeah. people who refuse to talk to the paralegal. I'm like, please talk to them. They can help please, you. They can help you. And Absolutely. they can help narrow down what you need to specifically ask me. And then when I'm done with my trial and out that day, I can respond via email. Right. But well, and it's the emails are, isn't it good for you guys to have written record sometimes that you need it for? This is helpful to make a note to the file to instead of just a phone call that you forget to write something down. So, yeah, I always appreciate an email. It's there. People, some people still love to talk on the phone, let me tell you. And then I will spend an hour talking to them on the phone and not one legal question was asked. I'm like, all right. Like, my therapy might be cheaper for you. I don't know. Compare hourly rate. Exactly. But if you want to talk to me for an hour, I'll schedule that I'm time. happy to do it. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. So how do people call us to get an intake? For those that want to talk on the phone, <laughs> they can give us a call at 919-719-3470. We do have someone to answer the phone on during normal business hours, hours 830 to 5 yeah. you can fill out our contact us form on our website you can dm us on facebook and instagram we're very responsive there um reach out to us we're gonna do our best to answer yeah, the sure. phone or get back to you as soon as quickly as possible as we can yeah yeah that's some some thanks for listening don't forget to leave us a review you can visit us at newdirectionfamilylaw.com you can also follow us on Instagram at the exit strategy underscore podcast or email us at exit strategy at new direction We'll be back next time with more no bullshit content about life, divorce, parenting, relationships, and everything in between.